Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. So every time we have like a lot of, I swear to God, like every single driver in the world is just, um, it's like, they're all one of like, hold on, Matt, your, um, your mic is peaking. Okay. Test, test, testing. That's much better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I swear like every driver in the world is just like Pakistani. Um, okay. I mean, they all are. And like, so what will happen is they'll call and they'll be like, uh, but the man, listen, uh, is there any uh, pork on this load? Because we run a lot of um, Michael Foods and Bob, and Bob Evans is with Michael Foods. And so my broker tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's just like breakfast potatoes and like it's mashed potatoes and hash browns. Right. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I tell them, I'm like, yeah, there's no pork on it. It's just mashed potatoes and hash browns. And I found out the day that that's a complete lie. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he, he slacks us. And at, Cole, look in the general chat with the picture. Can you see that? Yes. That is what they haul. <laughs> just might as well be like, like a, a thousand pork projects. Might as well be like a dozen pig corpses that they're hauling. Literally, oh, more. Literally, if they're like. If it's a forty-four thousand pound load, which it usually is like forty-one thousand or whatever, that's probably like thirty-nine and a half thousand pounds of pork. Like, look at how many pork things yeah. that they do. God, they're all going to hell. That's the sad part. Yeah, they don't get and their it, seventy-two virgins because you tricked them, Matt. We never. I mean, yeah, you might as well call me Loki, the trickster god. I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending them to hell. One of those guys is just gonna like open the back of their truck and have a stroke. <laughs> they never, <laughs> they've never said anything either, and we've been running this forever. And they, they always, they always ask too. And like, I literally just found out today that it that I've been lying to them. <laughs> I've been lying to them. Yeah, just full face lying. Just, just like not even any any semblance that you're telling the truth. Just a complete lie. Yeah. Well. It was truthful to me at the time, and then it became a lie today. Literally today, when I well, found do you out. know? Do you know who also said that, Matt? The Here. Nazis. So yeah, yeah. No, I think the way it works is like the the whoever told Matt the lie, they're going to Muslim hell, and then Matt's fine because yes. he didn't really know at the time. And but, I'm going to Jewish heaven. Well, yeah, you're going to Jewish heaven. Yeah. Which, I mean, we all are. Which no, Jewish it's... heaven is like so Christian, Christian purgatory. I was gonna say Christian hell. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Christian purgatory, and then, and then the the truckers, the Muslim truckers, they're actually just going to hell, like because there's no well, excuse for that. Actually, no, no, Matt, uh, Josh. Actually, they're probably fine because um, because they've been deceived by Matt. Uh, Islam is all about like the intent of your heart and all that, so they don't know that they've been transferring that. Um, so yeah, it, they're all good because they think they're not. So Allah yeah. is all good with them. I will. So they, they'd actually be fine in this scenario. They were welcoming into the halls of Valhalla, right? As like they're like, "Welcome, Loki." We didn't know that you <laughs> the... tricking all the Muslims going to hell. Very nice work, Loki. Like any, like like uh, any of them would would understand would understand that. Like trying to uh, explain to like a Viking, like I'm actually like Loki. Do you know why? I tricked some Muslims, and there's like. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. 
So also, uh, you're gay. <laughs> like, well, Lucky was gay. <laughs> Good um, job, idiot. Lucky had three children, apparently. So I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. Oh, and, okay. Uh, he had three children, and one was a wolf. The other was a th- is the Midgard serpent, and the yeah, third yeah. one was uh, Hel Hela. Yeah, he like Fenrir writes the wolf, I think, mm-hmm. and Yorgum 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 Yorgumungundur or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yorgumungundur. Yeah, yeah. So inter- it was interesting. Congrats, was- Matt, on getting into grad school, dude. Thanks, brother. Now okay. it's it's not a master's in English; it's a master's of teaching. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm PMC. Uh, I'm yes. Gonna, I'm gonna go on like yeah. PMC pmc route um but it's gonna be like you know 40k pmc with a master so yeah like low-end pmc yeah but apparently i have more power than like small business owners or something yeah matt you're gonna be like um you know virtue hogging and uh all that stuff you know you're gonna be like uh just the uh the fixture uh of bourgeois culture now because you're a teacher and matt as we all know those filthy you know greedy teachers all they want to do <laughs> is just keep kids out of school they they just want to smoke pot all day you know you know what's weird is like i was uh, i was listening to a podcast recently and i'm not gonna like name it or whatever but no, they were name talking- shame. yeah sure <laughs> no, the fed no. post. i was listening to the fed post and so uh they were talking about how like oh well, one of the things that we need to do is like reconnect with like communal values and community and stuff and like build that sense of community back and they were like one of the ways to do that is to actually make something like work with your hands i'm like have these people ever had a job where they had to work with their hands like that shit sucks yeah i don't yeah i don't get did they um, so did they mean like take up pottery as like a hobby or they meant like have your career be I think they meant both. Like, I think it meant like have your job be like making stuff, and and, but also at the same time, like you know, as as a like cultivate the earth type shit. And I'm just like, well, they're probably imagining like the Amish like raising a barn. Like that's what they're well, all that sucks. Like, yeah, it does. Like, I mean, I don't want to fucking like if if I can't be a tech a California tech bro. I'm not going to fucking build a boat in my spare time because if I have to like lift like I had to do for years for for yeah, three yeah. for three and a half years, if I have to lift heavy fucking doors for 12 hours a day, I'm not going to I'm not going to fucking build a boat or like go plant a garden. Raise I'm a bar. Walk. Yeah, raise a bar or like <laughs> watch cows. like movies and shit, you know, like yeah. or read. I'm going to like decompress, you know, I'm not going to fucking like. You know, or like I go to the gym, you know, afterwards, too. So it's like I'm building muscle like that counts as building something that, yeah. you know, what? I'm building a community and it's called the fucking biceps, brother. <laughs> so here's so I actually agree uh, uh, wholeheartedly with this whole thing. So actually what I think is a good. So we all like to like, uh, you know, complain about stuff like there are things we hate, you know, so maybe we can have like a, a a daily meeting where everyone gets together 
and then we just saw hate something you know uh it could you know be like have like five minutes maybe put a picture up on the wall and we all scream and yell at it you know uh there's probably a word for that but yeah we just we just have yeah a daily meeting where everyone stops and then you know you put like a uh, what what is what's the thing everyone hate you know like a like a raccoon always getting my trash put it up there and we just yell at it say fuck you and, and die and i'm gonna kill you right and afterwards we're all together you know yeah, community. and that can never could never backfire ever. Something like that. <laughs> cool. So. I think you just brought like you just mentioned Twitter. Like everything you described what? was what Twitter is currently. Yeah, <laughs> but one in of, real life, so that'd be yeah. better. One of the best things about uh, <clears throat> I was I saw this post the other day, and it was like the um, the Benedict Crypto Fash uh, Twitter account, which um, I'm pretty I'm almost 100 percent sure, and a lot of people are that it's Angela Nagle, just like under a pseudonym. Uh, so. Yeah. So uh, they were talking. It was so funny. They were talking the other day, whoever they are, about um, one of the like. So, so a lot of times they have like weird kind of like observations, and you're like, okay, like I don't really agree with that. But one of them that they had, and I was like, yes, full hearted, like full heartedly agree with them. Was it was they were talking about how a lot of the trad discourse was just like this kind of longing. It's not longing for an earlier stage of like development a lot of the times it's like longing for an earlier stage of capitalism they're like yeah uh, you know because a lot of the trad discourse isn't about like you know it's not going and farming it's not like doing like living a, a traditional life it's like living this 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 ideal like in the 50s like 50 yeah exactly like 1950s like baby like like post-war boom era culture um yeah, not realizing that quite a few of those people were fucking miserable, too. In my so. idea of the trad lifestyle, it's their version of Make America Great Again. Like, the yearning for the past when white people happen to be on top. And all you had to do as a white person, really, to get by into society was, like, just have a steady job and go to, like, your Catholic church on Sundays. And that, that was your community, was Catholicism. Yeah, it it was, it was if kinda... if it's like a trad cat thing, yeah. yeah. Like I do think there are like uh, yeah. um like pro like event like Protestant or, or even kind of like non religious trad sort of type stuff too. But um, it's kind of hard to separate the two because but traditional is traditional uh, religion too is like all wrapped up in that. But it's so funny too because like in you know I I agree like I said I agree with them. Um, you know, to, to, you know, I agree with them like, like that, but, but then they come out and then they're just like, Oh, look at zero books guy. He's like complaining about Amy. And he, and they said that like, they're like, Oh, a specter is haunting the guy's zero book guy. Name is Douglas lane. And they're like, a specter is haunting Douglas lane. And like literally in the, in the, uh, the video about Amy Therese, like he's just talking about like, it's called like, please, it's like, uh, here, it's like, leave the, don't leave the left or something like that. Like don't leave or please don't whatever. I don't remember what it was called, but, um, I watched the video cause like she was talking about it and then, or, or they, you know, were talking about it. And then there was like a couple of other people that were getting on that train. And I was like, you know, two retards, fighting picture right yes. <laughs> right um and 
but like what, the reason why was because like in that he's just like he talks about how there's a specter of um of uh like this this uh fake uh fake left or whatever and how the dirt back or not the dirt back what do they call the post left there's a there's a specter of like leftist politics that's not um that that that's more aligned with like neoliberal politics right like the the thing that's haunting the post left is that they think the uh left's politics are are neoliberal right like they don't go far enough and 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 everything um so what I, I, you know, I have like the group chat on Twitter and I messaged like everybody and I was like, yeah, it's it's funny because um, it, it like it at a certain point, I think, um, especially like with the discourse, because like everyone's like crapping on even people who liked Chapo are like shitting on Chapo. And then there's like these kind of contrarians that are coming out. And then there's like they have like they have valid criticisms of Chapo, which I can like understand why they'd have criticisms of chapo i mean i have criticisms of them too but it's so funny because they these like other contrarians are coming out like chapo have been bad all along right and all these people are grifters and all like the left sucks and you need to leave the left and and uh all this stuff right like like that means anything right um and like oh leftists they're all like Oh, leftists are just a bunch of like babies. You know, they're like neo libs and blah blah blah. And like, yada, yada. which is like, which is like, like good stuff coming from these fucking people. Like, well, it's like all it's, of, it's like literally. And this is what I said. I said, um, you know, like it's not. I don't think it's cool or good or whatever to just fucking constantly, you know, kind of like. Um, kind of think about these things and discuss these things like ad nauseum like 24 7 right like it's fine to obviously like we have an entire podcast that we created because we want to hang out more and then also like every time we hang out we talk about this stuff anyway so pretty much yeah but like you know we hang we used to hang out like and we still do kind of hang out like once a week maybe twice a week something like that so we're, we're not talking about 24 7 and we're not on twitter like complaining about 24 7 but most of these people are and i'm like these people would be a lot happier if they like stopped talking about uh political theory or philosophy or theory for like five fucking seconds and like picked up a fiction book or like watched a tv show or something like these people or touched touched grass like that's the meme right is like the have like a rich fulfilling life as much as you can get outside of twitter and talking about podcasts man literally like and and again it's kind of ironic just coming from like podcasters or whatever like you know but um literally when people talk about politics like that like to that degree i just think of it like (laughs) those are the people that make fun of like all the disney like the disney adults but they're literally disney yeah they're just yeah they're doing the same thing just it's it's like whenever someone's like oh well actually you know uh the left is done and we need to like recognize that and blah blah, blah. It's, and, but they then they say that like literally 24 7 like like amy therese or someone of that extent right and they amy don't therese, who who has like literally at this point uh if twitter was barred from her like was taken from her as in she can never get back on it i i honestly worry i would worry for her health in that sense because like the amount of time she's been banned and come back it's like this is it's no longer like this is no longer like an optional thing for her. It's an addiction. It's like take it away. And she's like 
Bane without his venom, right? She'd shrink away into nothing. Like it'd be, you know, uh, a fucking catastrophic. So, Matt, you brought up the Disney, like Disney adults, which is, uh, creeps me out. Don't get me wrong, but I think another way to look at it is like I'm pretty sure most people on Twitter would would like look down upon social media influencers or people on Instagram who you know, post manufactured photos of themselves and they'd critique that. But I think also that would be like, that's a similar problem of the hypocrisy of people on Twitter is like, for some reason we have this idea that we're superior to everyone else. And it's, it's not okay to like certain things or say, say and do certain things, but it's like, you know, everybody's unhappy and it's just, you got to find those things that do make you happy. So if it's Disney, like go for it, man, you're, you're not like hurting yeah, me. Yeah. It, it it does get down to like um, true, but it is just fu- it is funny that um, the, they this sort of group right likes to uh, uh, describe themselves as being like uh, whatever as being like the only ones with the actual political insight, the only ones who actually know things. And then you look at like what they're actually talking about, and it all, a, a good bit of it boils down to just, like, interpersonal issues. Like, they'll just <laughs> yeah. describe... The, yeah, they're just, like, mad that, like, Felix from Chapo never talked to them. Like, they're they're just, like, you know, or, um, like, like, I don't get my politics or my thinking from podcasts. I don't think I've ever treated a podcast in that sense, right? But these people will claim that that's, like, they're not doing that, but then they are. Mm-hmm. Then they'll talk about politics and they'll bring up Chapo or whatever as like the point of proof. And it's like, well, yeah, is it centered around podcasts or not? What it I, seems like, what it I is, like that's your what first I, thing. Yeah. What I like about podcasts is not necessarily like getting informed opinions. It's more so like when it comes to politics, it's the current event aspect of it. Like Chapo does a great job of keeping you up to date of the current political events that well, are not, going on. Not lately. They just, they, they, oh, I haven't listened yeah. to Chapo in like six months, so I wouldn't know. They've mostly been review, reviewing movies lately. Oh, because um, politics has kind of died down. Yeah, which I don't care. Like, Which yeah, is like kind of what we do. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's con- yeah. It's content. It's funny. I put it on to literally play like Animal Crossing, too. Oh, like, that's I'm great. not... Yeah, you know. I mean, also, like, the thing about it is, like, podcasts are meant to be listened like the radio, right? So if you if you took if you took um, talk radio completely 100 percent seriously, then podcasts are definitely um, definitely like you're going to take those seriously, too. But like, right. the, this, the thing, yeah. the problem is you're not supposed to like you're supposed to like listen to their like an, the biggest problem is that like they're not preaching gospel and like you know you're not you're you don't have to follow them like you're they're your enemy or like you're a religious seller you know and the problem is people do that especially especially in politics yeah so um political podcasts like we have like a kind of a loosely like and we we kind of veered away like like you said that we've been talking about movies too recently because like politics have been infinitely less interesting with like with Trump, Trump gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Because, like, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, the, the things that I've heard about um, Biden haven't really been, like, that, you know, pressing, right? Like, they've just kind of, like, he's it's, been... It's just kind of been a, a continuation of most things. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, to me, the, the more, like, uh, things to note have been just, like, Biden's State Department has been, like, like no, be- like, probably... Like no better than Trump's would have been had Trump came back in 
Um, they, and also, it's it, a self-fulfilling, yeah. like when you discuss it on a, like a podcast, a lot of times, like the, the current events, especially recently, a lot of them have been um, not self-fulfilling prophecies, but they've been like prophecies that have been realized, right? Like when you, whenever Biden was running and we thought he was going to win, we were kind of like, this is how Biden's presidency is going to go. And that's like kind of how it's gone. So yeah. when you already had those analysis beforehand and you, you don't want to just be like, you feel yep. redundant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it is redundant. Yeah, it's so yeah. so like you know, Chapo of course like is going to review movies or whatever because like they're they've talked about Biden ad nauseum and and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's like they, them being the the gods of uh you know of of everything in terms of like what we need to rail against you know being PMCs or whatever. I I think a lot of it does boil down to it's so funny. Like I you guys know me pretty well. So like one of my biggest pet peeves is hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. That's why I really don't like, you know, like I always tell people that, that having this like vile hatred of like Amy or any of those people is like kind of ridiculous because they're literal nobodies. But like, I always tell people that I have like, I just, every time Amy's on uh, Twitter or something, if people start retweeting her, I just like mute her account because what happens for me is like, I have a personal gripe with her about uh just like hypocrisy i don't like hypocritical people it's one of my biggest pet peeves like i've talked to you guys about it and i feel like a lot of like uh people in that sphere are very hypocritical (laughs) like especially like when they talk about uh they're like oh yeah you know chapo is just like you know they make a lot of money on patreon so like they're not your friends they're not like the socialist vanguard and it's like you guys write like essays for magazines like (laughs) i don't (laughs) You like like they say PMC this like shit like um that one guy uh blacked dot com whatever right was going after this other this uh this account that has like Fidel Castro playing basketball as his Abby <laughs> and he was like going after him saying PMC blah blah, blah you're chap of this and the guy was like I don't listen to podcasts also I was working on highways making like you know minimum wage when you were in college like yeah. it's a mirror like they're looking yeah. in the mirror and yelling at the mirror and well, that's I mean, just them that guy know? on like, the, on the fed post like he admits that he has a pmc job so it's kind of it's so weird and like also amy teresa is constantly talking about pmcs but she and she's went to private school all of her life and then went to law school <laughs> and i'm like how fucking bourgeois can you get like it's from Australia. Yeah, Australia. Like it's a literal kangaroo court. Like their judges yeah. are kangaroos. The Jeez. jury's wombats. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Um, <laughs> no, I was saying like she is. Oh, cow, cow, come yeah, in here. Sad. Yeah, like my I asshole. <laughs> no, like my. Yeah, no, like, she, she, like literally, she made me some some nummies. So that is good. so literally also like. You know, it's not just that, too. It's like she was talking about and I didn't know who this someone actually told me like on a group chat or whatever. And then I heard it like in one of the podcasts she was on. She was actually like, you know how she always bitches about like NGOs or whatever, like nonprofit like organizations. Non, yeah, non She actually like worked like, oh pretty high up in one of those. God. And I'm like, you can't yeah. like and then she goes, oh, well, that's justification for why I don't like them. It's like, what well, you're Christ. like in the belly of the beast. What the fuck? Yeah, like I don't get by that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, all that. Uh, all that has been happening um so so oh can i can i cut in real quick yeah. just uh which like, we've talked too much about her or just anything because again it doesn't matter but someone uh one particular thing someone asked her like what her favorite rappers were 
and was wh- good a bit. and she said um so one she said easy which is like what yeah exactly he's like if you know anything about like uh rap of that era too he was like the third best in nwa and not i mean i've listened to some of his solo stuff it's not particularly good like he's he was good in that context so it was just funny to see it's like someone googled like best rappers yeah. ever and just picked him <laughs> and and she said mf doom too without and it's like it's kind of like a, a nitpicky thing but like he like when he was around still alive r.i.p was like it's all capitals like my name is all capitals like you're not going to write my name in lowercase which she did so it's like all right i feel like probably just looked up favorite like best rappers and then just plugged them in there right it's just easy just stuck out to me i was like what that's like saying i've like, never heard anybody like, say easy is their favorite yeah because he's not yeah he's kind of i mean i mean i've listened to some of it again his his stuff is not aged particularly well uh both by subject matter and by like his own personal style um but yeah out of nwa you're gonna go with him not dre not ice cube like who are both like light years ahead of like, I mean, I may be exaggerating of easy, but just anyway, that was funny. Imagining her listening to rap music, uh, especially those people, but maybe we're being gatekeepy with that. I don't think so though. I mean, I don't know. I can't say, uh, you know, anything. Matt's like, if it's not Eminem, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Matt, have you listened to DMX at all? Since he died. I know he died. Yeah. You so you were talking about Eminem. He, said, he like, says uh, that X going. He sings that X going to give it to you, right? Yes. Yeah, and the Rough okay. Rider um, Boys or Crew, I, whatever it's called. Yeah, I've heard I, that I song. Listen, yeah, I've listened to uh, a bit of his stuff, a couple of his albums since he died. And Matt, I feel like you would the same reason you were kind of getting into Eminem. I feel like DMX would scratch that itch for you too. Okay, like of being like this very unabashed, not PC whatsoever. Um like rapper type it's like a time capsule yeah it is that's what i'm saying like i was listening to it and i was like first of all kind of like you know uh yeah not particularly age well in some things but it's very good like he's very good like i think his music is very good yeah Um, so i would give it a shot i definitely ought to try that out um and uh, and also he was just a like towards the end of his life dude he's just a cool dude like you know uh very loved by a lot of people uh very cool very i think came around like understanding his old like at the very least not thinking like his old ideas about gay people were good Mm -hmm. i don't know if he ever like whatever atoned quote unquote for any of that but i feel like you know yeah it kind (laughs) of you know yeah i mean like we're not holding guys who talk about doing drugs and fucking bitches and shooting people to like accountability standards or whatever no yeah yeah so it's it's so uh, fucking stupid to think that they could be paragons of virtue it's like what the fuck right i was about to say even cutting out like also it's like well he was like yeah being homophobic but it was in the context of like like beef like saying i'm gonna kill these guys it's like well yeah he kind of would call people like that names you know like is it any different than him calling them like the whatever then i mean i guess there's a different whatever right but still it's within the context of like talking about well, look like, at look at fucking like that's like being mad at country about singing about a their dead dog and their fucking pickup truck it's like 
You know, like that's the fucking subject matter of the genre. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's what can, people come to it for, really, is like you can um, have especially like, you could be like yeah. you could bitch all you want to about like the subject matter itself, but like thinking that one particular rapper should be a fucking paragon of virtue is absolutely fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, um I don't know, cool in this sense, not cool, but like just DMX was like interesting in the sense that when he came out like late nineties, right. It actually was starting to get away from like the kind of gangster rap era, right. Of the nineties. Um, and he was like kind of a figure completely against nice. (laughs) The fucking speaking of DMX, like the dogs barking. Um, Yeah. yeah, he was like, against that like sort of trend away like he was very much still within the like quote-unquote gangster rap uh formula right and like, his music really reflected all that like even he never really sh- like strayed from it either so Matt, i think yeah. i had to mute himself because the doggies Uh-oh. they're being so fucking loud they're so loud dude <laughs> um yeah they just hear like one thing and they just start barking like crazy but uh yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about. So I think we can talk about um, a little bit about current events um, uh, as well. But also, I wanted to talk about a book I've been reading um, recently that's kind of pertinent towards uh, like political, philosophic, like sociological is uh, it, discussion. Is it the book titled Hegel Smash or Pass? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I, um, I told you when we were talking about ideas for the podcast that I. I know who Hegel is. I've heard things about him, but I really don't know like his philosophy. So I'm more than open to you enlightening me. Well, there, I, I want to talk about a specific book that I'm still reading. I'm still working my way through it, but like I was reading it the other day and um, I, I found it interesting because like, you know, we, you know, regardless of like, if people call themselves like post left or whatever, like I, I consider myself, I always say I'm a Marxist, right? Like when people ask me my, uh, you know, philosophy, if they do, or, or, you know, politics, I say I'm a, I'm a Marxist, you know, or a communist, right? Um, I will still kind of. You're hold. cool. You're cool. Like that's what you yeah. Like, I've always yeah. considered you, Matt, a Marky Marxist, where yeah. <laughs> you're into Fuck the writings yeah. of Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yeah. Josh, it's kind of in the, hey, it's in gay the zone. That, <laughs> it's kind of fucking gay that uh that fucking uh, capitalist on the world, eh? Hey, you know? <laughs> that was a uh, Mark Wahlberg. That wasn't me. That yeah, was no, no, no. Yeah, that was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, yeah. if I was there with Rosa Rosa Luxemburg in the German Revolution, that wouldn't happen that way. Wouldn't happen that way. Listen. Hey, there's a fucking uh, communist meeting over here. We need to fucking, we need to fucking uh, take care of those guys, you know? Hey, yeah, Ho Chi um, Minh, Ho Chi Minh, despite being Vietnamese, pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, True Bostonian. Because he committed a hate crime. Carl, uh, you know, he beat a Vietnamese man until he was blind. That's what Mark Wahlberg did. Everyone <laughs> should 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 Google that. Keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, Carl Marxy Mar- Marky Mark. Yeah, so um, I, but, but I guess let's talk about like I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this book that I'm reading, and then we could talk about like the the Chauvin trial or whatever, um, and kind of end on or, the current of it. Or Matt, do you have a history thing? Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about a history thing, and I think I might have something. So we can okay, might good, be able good. to 
we might end on that. So we'll talk about yeah, yeah. we'll talk about the Hegel, then we'll talk about the Chauvin trial, then we'll do Matt's little history thing. So yes, yeah, okay. So um, I'm reading this book currently. It's it's the last published, not the last like book, but the last published book that Hegel wrote in his lifetime, right? So um, that distinctions because like Hegel basically wrote four books ever. And then there's like a lot of books that are either his lectures that people recorded and then they wrote down like they like wrote them down and kind of like printed them later. Or it's like compilations of like from his students. So like I have a book called um, Heigl's uh, Lectures on Aesthetics. Right. And it's not or like introduction to aesthetics or something like that. And like Hegel didn't write that book like it was one of his students that like took Hegel's ideas and kind of like compile them into a book basically. Um, but the last book that Hegel actually wrote is called his philosophy of right. And in Hegel's philosophy, of right? So far I'm a third of the way through, but what I wanted to say about this book was like, so there, a lot of times people talk and I was like reading this up. I was reading this Marx biography last year that talks about this. And a lot of times people talk about how there's two different Hegel camps, right? There's like the Hegel camp. That's um, what they call uh, like left Hegelians. And then there's like the Hegel camp that they call right Hegelians. Right. And so the left Hegelians are like, it's so weird. Cause like it's, it's, it's a different depending on who you ask. So basically like leftist Hegelians are like leftists, right? They're like leftist political people. And then the right Hegelians are the rightists. And then, but like at the time that they gave those distinctions, it wasn't like communist was the leftist Hegelians yeah. and then whatever. It was like just a weird thing. So there's like the, the young Hegelians and then the like right Hegelians. And there, there's a bunch of different distinctions, but like for this purpose, we'll talk about how like Hegel, like Hegel is basically like a, a right wing thinker and a left wing thinker. He's like many different things to many different people. Well, like cause it makes sense because of the dialectic anyway, it would make sense that Hegel is both like a dialect in his own right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, he's like, a he's like I said, he's made different things to many different people. Um, but typically like people like leftists or whatever, will or communists or whatever will, um, take up hegel because hegel is you know a direct influence on marx right mm -hmm. he's marx <clears throat> really started like researching hegel and like kind of based a lot of his ideas off of hegel so i want to say i want to say a couple things about this book though i can see why conservatives would definitely pick up hegel oh, as a thinker with this book okay because, tell us what okay so this is, you know, like I said, it's the philosophy of right. So Hegel kind of outlines his philosophy of like right and philosophy of wrong and like, you know, like a, a moral right and like, you know, inalienable rights and the rights of man and everything like this. So so in this, like I said, this is this book was written when Hegel like before he died. Right. So mm -hmm. like this was the last book that he wrote before he died. So everyone knows that when you get older, you get a little more conservative, right? Like that's, that's, the, that's the kind of like age old adage of like you get more conservative as you age, right? Hegel decides, you know what? We're just going to get conservative, brother. And he skipped the skip the years. Yeah. Yeah. So he um, decides in, in this book, he talks about um, 
like rights and will and stuff like that. But the main takeaway that I got from this book that was really there was two things that were really interesting. The first off is <laughs> he thinks that um that uh the right of the state, right? Like like the, the state as an apparatus is like fucking all powerful. Like it should be all powerful and it is right that it's like all powerful. <laughs> so Okay. He thinks, and what's crazy is he talks about like inalienable rights, right? And he mm-hmm. talks about like the right of property and stuff. And he believes fully that that property rights should be like, like one of the main functions of the state is that they should uphold property rights. Oh, like, God. Yeah. So that he fully believes that like property is a person uh, putting their will into an object, a piece of land, a piece of work, whatever. And that that person has like, it's like an extension of that person and like the state should like sanctify that relationship where like your property unless you gift it or you sell it or whatever should be completely like protected by the state right but not only this (laughs) so you get to the point i go this is fucking insane (laughs) so he's so he argues so so two things he argues for a constitutional monarchy what the fuck Right, because he's like living in the time of like a monarchy. Kings, yeah, that's, yeah. I was gonna say that's like a like um like a pretty. I mean, for the time, like if you're thinking of what's like radical. I mean, uh, well, so like, crazy like proposing that was Napoleon. Like, yeah. Napoleon happened in while he was writing his first book. Uh, you know, the phenomenology of the spirit. And Hegel really liked Napoleon, right? Yeah, so Hegel loved Napoleon. He called him the world spirit because yeah. he believed that yeah. he brought like absolute freedom, right? But the thing what's hilarious is he goes completely a 180 in this like last book that he wrote. It's very interesting. I've read phenomenology, right? Mm-hmm. But like this this book Philosophy of Right, he goes a complete 180 and believes that like constitutional monarchy is actually like the thing the way to go. And he believes in like and this is insane. This is why I literally said, what the fuck, Hegel? Like, and, and it's pertinent to to this discussion. And, and I'm glad I'm reading it because I just ordered Marx. So Marx wrote a book. It's like a 200 page book called Critique of Hegel's Philosophy. I was about to say, right? a crit- uh, fuck you, Hegel. <laughs> so yeah. so Marx, Marx has written a couple things, you know, obviously, like I said, he, he gets a lot from Hegel, but like. He wrote a uh, in like one of his books is like has Hegel in the title. There's only one book that has Hegel in the title, and it's critique of Hegel's philosophy of right. Um, So obviously Marx didn't like it. But uh, what I was like, what the fuck was like? He talks about the contract between people, right, and 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 between right and and like who who has rights and everything, and he believes that like the only logical thing is for a person to live in a state because he's like, there's no way that we can logically go back to like pre like medieval, like, you know, kind of like hunter gatherer, like kind of communities or whatever. So he believes that like the state is absolute and that not only is it not logical to go back and there's like an illogical person that like, a person doesn't even have a say in whether he lives in a state or not, because the logical conclusion of like organizing people is through a state so that 
like when if people say I opt out of this, I just want to like go farm in the fucking woods. They should not be allowed to do that. Like <laughs> Hegel damn. legitimately is like the state should be allowed like to stop them from doing that because the state is the logical conclusion of organizing like the polis, right? Like the people. And so um <laughs> like it's insane. I'm like, what the Did fuck? you know like the content of this book when you were before you read it? Or no, is this all so, a surprise to you? No, it's pretty shocking, especially like reading phenomenology and stuff. And like also like Marx and Engels really like Hegel. So yeah. I was interested in it. But here's the thing. He is talking about he talks about um value just like Marx does in this book. It's insane. Like I'm reading this book. I've already read Capital Volume One. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like Mark, he talks about like use value. Right. He talks about money as like the great, great like equivalency. Like I think Marx gets a lot of his like a lot of capital from this book. Okay. Very interesting. Which, which I yeah. So it's like obviously Marx doesn't believe like, you know, the state should completely yeah. rule or whatever. But like like Hegel. Hegel's. How should I say this? Hegel's treatment of the problem is a problem for Marx, I think. Mm -hmm. But Hegel's like diagnoses of like the social things like that are happening within the state. Marx takes and repurposes them for capital because, you know, like I said, a lot of like the, like he talks about use value. He talks about labor. Like Hegel even says like the labor, you know, if like someone owns like a, a Let's say someone's and I'm just saying like Hegel doesn't say this exactly, but like if someone's a shipbuilder, right, and they build a ship, then that that is like their property. Right. Which is like interesting because, um, you know, Marx will kind of take that up and say, hey, well, the capitalist takes that property. But, you know, Hegel would say, oh, well, they entered into a contract. So it's like the uh, right of the capitalist to take that property. Okay. But at the same time, he's he Marx gets the idea of like that no like that's your like your labor is your own is your 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 property essentially i think from this book actually so yeah it was just like it's very uh it's a very sh very shocking thing to like kind of read the book and go oh okay like complete like i said complete yeah. 180 where like the ideals of like enlightenment like kind of like liberalism and 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 this idea of like you know the reformation of of monarchy and like absolute monarchy was uh was very appealing to hegel and then you know napoleon he's like oh well fuck that guy <laughs> like we should actually listen to kings in the state because like they work for the people yeah that is interesting yeah or um yeah i was thinking like describing his like sort of uh supportive like that was like very much a, a tenet of like liberalism of the time like the uh like you saw shades of like support but typically uh could because the early liberals were like guys with money like guys who did own stuff like own yeah. land of the that were they didn't come from like the traditional aristocracy or nobility so they these were like were the guys merchant class were, yeah 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 some of them some merchant class but just some like um academics well, like uh yeah, an early capitalist too, like guys yeah, like bourgeois, like what what you would describe as bourgeois, like decadence, like people who lived in like bourgeois decadence would definitely be the the types of people who, you know, supported that, like like basically like li the liberal idea. Um, 
Yeah, and 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 Hegel obviously like you know being being a a lecturer and everything would you know support that and stuff. But but also so so Josh, you were talking about you don't know much about Hegel's philosophy, and I like so it's not all it's not all philosophy, right? Right. Yeah. So it's not all like this insane like the state should have absolute power conservative. Yeah, it's not it's not all that stuff. So like Hegel's the, the biggest thing that when people ask me like what Hegel's about. I've been asked it like a couple of times, like, yeah. you know, like through group chats and stuff. But like, I, I, I think it, um, I can't remember who said, someone said this before. So I'm just kind of like aping what they said, but it's like absolute knowledge. Like I, it's kind of sounds crazy, but like absolute knowledge is possible. Hmm. Right. Like not, not being omniscient, but yeah. like being 100% certain is like a possibility okay so like hegel kind of like i always say this like people people talk about this all the time like hegel kind of like completed the philosophical project that like plato and aristotle set out to do like with like logos with like logic and stuff Mm -hmm. so to 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 end on, on this little bit um about hegel is like he essentially brought back like logic as like the main thing in the main way of knowing so like you know we we think a lot of times about like philosophers and and hegel hegel invented of course like i said the dialectic which is like you know well he didn't invent the dialectic but he invented hegelian dialectics which is completely different so like a dialectic for for plato you know like a platonian dialectic and like a from socrates was that it was a dialogue right it was a dialogue between two people and essentially what happened was it was one person arguing for one thing and there was another person uh, it's called a Socratic dialogue. It's, you know, to argue mm-hmm. back and forth until you eventually get to either a compromise or just throw your hands up and you can't go any further. And eventually, like somewhere you'll arrive at the truth. Yeah. Right. Matt, is that is that related to I read some like uh, well, I've read some uh, works by like Greek uh, historians, especially. Mm-hmm. But um, like, is that I think I even read one like Dialogues of King something. Where like it's like presented as like one guy's an idiot and he asked <laughs> obvious dumb questions. He's like, "That's how the Greeks wrote." It, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be like, cool, like blah? And the other person's like, "Um, actually, here's the actual cool good answer." And mm-hmm. it's just presented that whole time with one guy being a complete drooling idiot and the other one schooling him the whole time. Yeah. Like, okay. I just so wanted, I yeah. Just, so essentially, like. That. So essentially, like rhetoric so so there's like a difference between like uh the greek school of like rhetoric right and there's like greek like the the socratic dialogue because in in like plato actually has a as a book called uh gorgias about um gorgias who's a famous who is a famous greek uh rhetorician and so like rhetoric is essentially like persuading people to your side so you you do like speeches right you kind of write these these speeches or you present facts or you just like kind of use your like wordplay or whatever to convince people of like your point. Right. So there's like a one, it's like a one thing, right? Like a one person kind of thing. Um, and then the Greek philosophers, what they did was they kind of like, or like Plato, I mean, uh, what he did was he kind of like him and Socrates both kind of decided that, no, it's actually like a dialogue. It requires two people, um, you know, to kind of come to a, a truth, right? Like a, like a, not necessarily like a universal truth, but like truth as we see it. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's why a lot of like 
old philosophical works and stuff in Greek are written in dialogue format is so you could present the counter argument as well. Right. And like Plato, Plato almost exclusively does that. He, he has like all of his things are written in like Socratic dialogue where like Socrates, like the character of Socrates is talking to a couple of different, um, you know, people and like the people are like, Oh, I'm a dumb fucker. Like, and then Socrates, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plato, Socrates, oh, like Plato, Plato's voice being like, Um, actually this is what happened. Um, um, and then, dude, and then, can you eat farts? Like, um, no. There's like that that great like meme where it's like Plato uh, arguing with I can't remember who the guy's name is now, but then like they're talking about like what is a man, and so, someone's like, well, a man is something that like you know only that like stands on two legs and like walks and blah blah blah, and then like they point to the chicken, they're like, behold, a man, like right, like a featherless <laughs> chicken. Oh, it's it's like a flightless like. I think it's like a flightless, like, you know, fe- like furless uh, thing on two legs. And they see like a chicken walk by that's like featherless. And they're like, behold, a man. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. But um, yeah, long story long. Uh, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about Hegel is like Hegel's dialectics are essentially like there's inherent contradictions in everything. So so Plato believes in like essences, right, which is what the what the if, if you've ever heard the phrase, the platonic ideal it means like everything is is an essence so like uh how do we define a chair right a chair can be rolly a chair can be like stationary a chair could be a stool a chair could be whatever right but plato mm. says like actually there's this essence in, right in in the ether somewhere there's this the, the ideal the the platonic ideal of the chair and we just derive from that like a chair so we all know we can all agree what a chair is and we may have disagreements about a chair but like we can all kind of come to a basic consensus of like that is a chair well like hegel believes that like everything holds this inherent truth but like there's contradictions in everything so including people too so that's where his dialectic comes in uh hegelian dialectics is like talking about um like like there's that famous thing where it's like being nothing and becoming so the, like you have to find the negative of whatever you're discussing, like the object. And then through the negative, it, you can talk about how there's like, you know, the being of like the, the physical essence of uh, the, you know, the, the chair or whatever. And then there's like the nothing, which is like the negating aspect of the chair. So it's like, what isn't a chair? So we can arrive at the idea of like, and the, the, the chair could become, you know, like solid essentially. Right. So like, that's the, that Hegel, Hegel kind of pioneered that. That's like his, his dialectic. So. Okay. Good shit, Matt. Thanks for breaking that down. Good shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. That was long winded, but um, do you guys want to talk about Chauvin and then we talk about Matt's history bullshit? I, I personally don't have a lot to say about Chauvin. I mean, I know you're pretty broken up over it, Josh. Yeah, as a big Chauvin supporter, you um, were called all all of us up and said, "I'm uh, like, fuck it, I just want him back." You know, hurt so Um, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I got all the Chauvin merch. I got the, I got the "I Can Breathe" shirt. I got the, (laughs) the "Go Chauvin Go" hoodie. You know, I got all of that. (laughs) Yeah, just like a bobblehead. WWCD. Uh, it's a bobblehead of him kneeling on George Floyd's neck. A Funko, no, a Funko Pop. That's what I should have said. A George Floyd Funko Pop. I will say it's very weird how people were reacting towards it. 
um, especially like outside where they were like acting like George Floyd was Jesus or whatever. That was kind of weird. That was uh, weird. Nan- I mean, you saw like the Nancy Pelosi, like, so the, a favored reaction amongst like, like, li- I mean, liberals, like, um, is like, like, like her words, like is thank you for sacrificing your life for like this. Right. And which is like the guy, I guarantee that guy didn't want to fucking die. Uh, it's not a sacrifice. He's again, he's not Jesus. He's not dying for your fucking sins. Yeah. He was murdered by a cop. Right. That's, that was the issue. He wasn't, you know, he, he, he can't, he doesn't get to like to celebrate all this cause he's fucking dead. We should remember that. Um, but it's great to see fucking Zand up Pelosi just go out there and basically be like, uh, someone said it, uh, I think in my group chat was like, um, she thought, what would the mom from like get out say right now? Um, <laughs> let me, let me just do that. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, Josh, you mentioned the, I can breathe. Uh, oh like, yeah, the famous, well, the infamous <laughs> Oakland Raiders social account. Yeah, the Raiders, Sweet. which was funny because, like, usually when that happens, what they say is like, "Oh, a monkey got into the control room uh, and typed that." Yeah, <laughs> the monkey you could read, or like we got hacked, or an intern, or whatever. Um, that time, the fucking CEO, like, or the owner, yeah, Al, not Al Davis, but the other one, said, His "Son, um, I think." Yeah, I did it. Yeah, that was me. Yep, yep. That's why it got taken it. down. <laughs> yeah, just hilarious. Which is cooler, yeah, again, than just being like, oh, yeah, the, the, it was, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. Which, it's, um, it's such a weird tweet because it's not, like, inherently bad or good. It's just weird, like, really fucking weird. And I, I saw... Mean, I think it's, I think it's bad. You I think, think it's so, being, like... Yeah, so I think it's a to- I think it's tone deaf. I don't think it's a good I'll, reaction to have to this. I'll agree. Yeah, it's, it's tone deaf. Um, it's kind of it's it's a weird it's a really weird thing to say because like the guy the who negative, couldn't breathe is dead. The negative. The negative yeah. of that was I can't breathe. Yeah, which is what you know, like famously, you know, like he said that, and then and of course he obviously couldn't because he fucking died. Yeah. But like, it's just kind of weird because it seems like um. It seems like a conviction of one man is equivalent in like all these fucking idiots minds of like fixing systemic problems. Yeah. So like I was, yeah, remember, that's, yeah. You know how we always talk about how like, um, how there's this weird, like Harry Potter syndrome where people, especially like liberals believe that like, if you only get the bad cop, like the good cops, like reign supreme, you know, like, yeah, if you only, yeah, yeah. Like there's always one bad guy. And if you stop the bad guy at the end before the, the, the bomb ticks down, like you'll win, mm-hmm. like, like people will win. Like if you stop Trump and then, you know, um, we're saved. Conservatism is completely defeated or whatever. And it's the same thing with like this thought process of, um, of like, the Chauvin trial, which is like, yeah, does he deserve to get like, does he deserve to be found guilty of everything? Of course. Like, yes. Does he deserve yeah. some type of punishment? Sure. I guess. And all, you know, whatever, like there's, it's kind of like abolish prisons or whatever, <laughs> you know, like people saying that. And then they're just like, good that he fucking, whatever. Anyway, long story long, uh, is that it's kind of this weird thing where they're like, finally we get justice for like, you know, uh, we get justice for George Floyd and we get justice for like black people everywhere. It's like, 
not really like yeah you said you just sent one guy away like yeah it's like literally like i said like Derek shabin's like the face of like this evil cabal right like you think that it's like this sinister you know evil conspiracy with Derek shabin at the head of it but it's like not like it's it's he's a he's a center he's a center of the 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 underlying issue like it's what i it's what i said when you know it, it came out was like He's a symptom. He him going away does nothing really to solve the underlying issue. I mean, like like fuck him. Good that he's going away, like or whatever, right? Even if you're not like, even if you are a type that wants like prisons gone or something, I still think it's like, all right. Well, th- if this is what we get, then yeah, fuck him. That's good. But yeah, it doesn't solve the underlying issue. Um, I feel like we can agree on that here and not like and not have like because I could just feel in my bones like the the post left type whatever contrarians being like a lot of abolitionists on the timeline want this guy to go to jail. It's like shut, just can we not have this discourse, please? Well, it's, we just, it's also you know, yeah, it's like, um, you know, if, if there's going to be like punitive measures against like people for smoking fucking pot right like poor people smoking pot then of course there's there needs to be some type of punitive measures for literally murdering a person right like yeah, yeah. you know it's not On like yeah. it's not like uh you know people are advocating for him to like die or whatever you know like i mean i'm sure there are some but it's not like we are advocating no. for him to fucking die yeah. or anything but like you know he should be <clears throat> he should be held to you know the the standards like, we have, like what we have, the standards like, we have for everyone else, is, yeah, yeah, which are not good or which are yeah, terrible which, standards, yeah, which need to be changed, yeah. It's just it's what we got right now, so yeah. Um, so it's 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 nice that like the system <laughs> it doesn't work, but it's nice that like this guy you know, this going one away time you know least. to prevent rioting, these people finally did their oh yeah, job. which is so funny to me thinking well not funny but like. Like 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 Biden and Kamala like going out there and being like, what a great verdict and all that shit. If if it returned the other thing and Chauvin got off, um, first of all they would say like, well this is we should trust in the system. Justice so, prevailed well, today. <laughs> but if people rioted over that, they would have sent in the fucking national guard. Like they would have crushed it because yeah. like and that's what they've been doing lately. Is any time with this they've done that because they don't think any different. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's all performance. It's all performance, especially by them. Like, they don't have to deal with any of the real consequences. And that's that's something that, like, you know, I, I, I kind of think that a lot of people miss, too, especially with, like, the, the trial and everything. It's just, like it's this performance piece where it's not like, you know, it's not like a turning tide or anything. You know, people like people still have to be, you know, weary and afraid a lot of times. You know, cops do still fucking suck. Like, it's not yeah that's the thing i was like you know it's just crazy because like a lot of times you can you know there's nuance and stuff too it's not like every time there's a cop video like cops are automatically like the 100 percent bad guys but like you can kind of like nine times <laughs> they, out of ten it's like they're fucking yes ruthless like bootstrap thugs you know um like i remember like i talked about this with someone yesterday with like the columbus shooting like uh-huh. the the girl there who um like if you watch the video like she's got a knife. knife yeah yeah she's got a knife and she's attacking the other girl and the cop shoots her yeah that and the thing is it's like fully warranted yeah like my thing is without that video right 
Um, so my like my policy is don't trust the cops. Trust hard evidence. So this case, the cops said, oh, she had a knife and I shot her. Without a video, I'm like, I don't trust that because yeah. they've completely worn away any sort of benefit of the doubt. But with that video, I can see, yes, she's in the process of attacking that girl. Do I think the only solution, like the only option was to shoot her to death? No, but at the same time, like it's a, it, you gotta like in the, it, like also, that's a very with, much a like in the moment thing. So with someone with a knife attacking another, like threatening another person's life with a knife, like what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to go over there and talk them, talk to them? You know, like, like, that's, the thing, uh, like that's the thing. It's like immediately, like I said, it's not like immediately every single time, like the cops, the, the, the fucking Nazi or the bad guy or whatever. But at the same time, like, like I said, nine times out of 10, like if a cop would say, Oh, she had a knife. It's like, I don't believe that. Like, yeah, like this case, like the cop report in the video matched up. Yeah. Whereas we've seen with like Adam Toledo, with like George Floyd, the cop report in the video do not match up. So that's why, like, for me, hard evidence is like what I'm actually not what the cop says, because they'll lie all the fucking time. So it's um, proven that they lie all the time. That's that's the biggest thing. Like, if they didn't get fucking caught so many times lying, maybe people would kind of like be a little on their side you know but but yeah i mean like that's the thing like um like i was saying you know it's it's um it's not it's not good because like it ends complete like racism that derek chivin's like been convicted or whatever and it's not good that like you know it happened in the first place to to bring to light like these racial inequalities or whatever because i mean how many times, like, all I'm saying is, like, these people who are saying, oh, it's good that, like, finally America is, like, realizing and having to, like, deal with its history. It's like, they, we've never had to deal with our history. Like, and no, we never, we never, never. We probably never. never will. I mean, no. That's the thing. Like, how many, how many people, how many black people got unjustly killed by police officers before George Floyd? Too many to count. Yeah, and how many yeah, people exactly. killed after? I mean, like, or during the trial, gonna, <laughs> like, it's still gonna, yeah, yeah it's literally, gonna, yeah, it's still gonna happen. I mean, like, it's not, it's not like a, you know, and police officers just like kill a bunch of people, like, yeah. you know, they're kind of fucking worthless a lot of the times. So I want to see. So you know how like Jake Paul and Ben Askren they just fought, and like you have YouTubers versus TikTokers like in a UFC matchup for the century. I want to see Derek Chauvin versus the OG George Zimmerman in the octagon. Ten rounds. I don't know how many rounds are in UFC. I think three, actually. Three. So, it's like three. Yeah. Three rounds. Uh, no rules. Just the the two blood. The, the 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 old man and the young blood. Like, did you know, Josh? That like speaking of speaking of the DX actually was going to fight George Zimmerman. In a yeah, I remember match. I remember that. Yeah. And he and Zimmerman pulled out and it's probably because like like when they were interviewing DMX about the fight and he was like, I'm gonna fuck Yeah, I'll kill I'll kill. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't a a real He's like, I'm not following rules. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this motherfucker if I'm in the ring with him. Yeah, maybe That's don't so say that before the fight was. if you really want to fight yeah. someone. Yeah. Um but yeah I think uh uh, moral moral of the story you know like of, of everything is like it's trash right like the yeah. a lot of, like the fucking cops are, are trash and they need to be reformed somehow 
again, too, I'm too stupid to figure it out. Like, I just tell people that. Like, when people go, oh, well, how are we going to? I don't fucking know. Yeah, you just, just know it's the right the, thing. Yeah. And there's people they're, smarter they're than bad. us. Yeah, there's people smarter than us who, like, have done the research and who would know yeah, who what would, to do. Like, that's who not. Who think of, like, a I mean, what do, I mean, what do cops do? Like, let's just break down what do cops do. They sit around. They wait for someone to speed. They give them a ticket. And then what else do they do? They respond to uh, threat. They respond to calls sometimes 20, 30 minutes later. And they never help out, and then they kill like the fucking retard kid or whatever. Like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you know, like, that's yeah. their that's their but, function. But Matt, to your point about like people asking you, and you're like, well, I don't fucking know. I just know it's the right thing to do. It's like that's not our job. Like, you can have. I think it's perfectly okay to have a position and not know a hundred percent of the details and you haven't poured like 20 hours or re- written like a master's thesis on something to be able to say like it, maybe we should abolish prisons you know i don't even like, think it, i don't even think it's that i just think it's like how fucking useless are the police right now can we change that somehow you know what i mean oh like, yeah like it's so ooh. obvious at this point that you don't yeah. even need to do some research to figure it out because it's so i mean anyone's ever talked to a cop or like have been pulled over by a cop can realize how fucking useless yeah. that job is. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can kind of wrap things up here cause we're at the hour four mark, but I think, um, kind of finishing off that point is like the reason why a lot of these liberals are like, wow, like I'm so glad I'm learning about racism in America and like how bad the cops are is because like most white people don't have to deal with the cops, like especially the wealthy white people, like the cops aren't there to like deal with those communities. You know, they're very much set out like attack dogs to these poor communities, which just happen to be mostly, you know, minorities. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So uh, I guess uh, final thing uh for the podcast um yeah let's get the yeah let's get this let's get the last thing out of the way okay so i'm watching vikings right yeah and i've been watching vikings and this is where my whole like this is crazy history thing has been (laughs) happening right yeah yeah (laughs) so in in the show vikings they go so they go to spain Mm -hmm. right they they sail to spain and apparently at the time like Spain's like taken over by Muslims, right? Like it's like yes. the, the Moors or whatever take over Spain. But then like, okay, so France is like fine, right? They're like Christian or whatever. And it's like one of the guys like my grandfather, Charlemagne and all this stuff, uh, mm-hmm. right? Like he's one of the characters. And so so the, the son of like the main character, Bjorn, he takes like Vikings. And he's like, I want to go explore or whatever, right? So he goes to Spain. This doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think, I think it's Spain. He talked, cause like what happens is he's sailing with his uncle and his uncle's like, Oh yeah, here's a place called Spain. And they're like taken over by these, what the Christians call these Muslims or <laughs> these Muslims. I'm like, okay, like obviously they're <laughs> talking about Muslims movies. or whatever. Right. And so they go and they see, like see this. And then he's like, okay, I want to travel back. And I think he travel. I don't know where he travels, but he travels somewhere with the desert and they're like speaking Greek. It even says like in the subtitles, it's like speaking Greek. And I'm like, was it Egypt? Speaking? I was, I guess so. I was like, who's speaking Greek? Because um, Cole, you can 
fill fill in what I leave out. But um, I'm assuming because you mentioned desert, it was probably Egypt so, or the surrounding but area. Like, what you're telling me is like there's this part of Europe, right? This is yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. There's this part of <laughs> Europe that's like, OK, so there's this like Middle Eastern religion, right? Christianity or whatever that comes from like, yeah, uh, the Middle East and comes out and then like like migrates up to like fucking England and France and all this stuff and then like Spain and they become all that shit. Right. And then like Muslims take over, they're like from Africa and there's like some, like, I don't know exactly when like the, the, like is Islam like became a thing. That was what? Like, eight, was that 800 or 300? Um, I'm it was, on the date. It, it was established. So Muhammad is said to have been visited by the, by uh, Gabriel in 610. And um, he died in 632, and that, and at his death in 632, we have uh, an Islamic, um, uh, the first kind of caliphate. Okay, uh, so, so it's around that time. Okay, six hundred. So Muslims believe that Islam is like a prophet, or like Muhammad's a prophet, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's and the third. Um, he's in the line of uh, Moses, Jesus. Jesus, and Muhammad. He's the third and final uh, prophet. With like, he has the full story. Okay. Uh, of God. So, so yeah. So, so Christians believe that Jesus is like the end, right? Mm-hmm. Jews believe that the people, like, like the Jesus figure hasn't come yet, right? They believe that like Christ hasn't come or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the Messiah. Well, they they don't believe the Messiah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, they don't believe the Messiah is coming. Okay, yet. and then like Islamic people believe. Okay, so so six hundred years after Jesus, this guy like wants to have a bunch of wives or whatever, and is like, hey, I'm gonna be the next guy or whatever so he like does this and, and then so what's crazy though where does where does islam start where, where's muhammad from uh he uh was born in uh mecca which is in saudi arabia now um along okay. the like so yeah, like the, yeah Arabian okay so, so this religion goes into africa right it goes into and a I'll, lot of places I don't, know lot, Af- yes. I don't know where Africa, like what they believed at the time, like the rest of Africa. I'm assuming they believed like like kind of like pagan gods or whatever. Um, a combination. You had Christians in uh, Egypt, uh, down into Ethiopia. Yeah. Uh, you had a sect of Christianity there. Um, so this yes, is a combination of. Yeah, that. This is insane to me. OK, so like Norway and mm-hmm. shit. And again, like Vikings isn't necessarily the most historically accurate, but whatever. So yeah, like Norway show. doesn't know, like they don't know about Christians until they visit like England or whatever. Right. But like, like I said, in the last, like one of the other episodes, like Christians like went all the way from the fucking Middle East to like England and were like, or, or I guess the Romans did, they brought Christianity with them or whatever. When they like, when the Romans came and like fucked up the little whatever the fuck the English people were called before the Romans came. And then like the Anglo, like the, the Saxons came or something, but then yes, like Vikings, after, from, yeah. Vikings from Norway came and they're like, who the fuck are these people? And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, okay. So they, so they don't know about Christians and then they don't know about Muslims either until like the Christians tell them about Muslims. And then they travel, they're like tr- trying to travel to the Mediterranean and they can't get there. And then they like, get a map and shit in Vikings. And then they travel down to the Mediterranean and are like, Oh shit, these are Muslims. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me <laughs> that this religion like <laughs> went from fucking Saudi Arabia to like Africa to Spain. And then just was yes. like, you know, we're just going to chill here. And then like, but like Norway people just believed in Odin and shit. 
like it, like like it's just insane to me that like christianity never went to like norway or whatever like they're just kind of like I, I don't know it's just so it doesn't make it so cool i'll say my layman answer and then you can say the expert answer but yeah, yeah. my understanding guys is that like a lot of times like the way religion spreads is like through economics and through trade routes specifically and that, so yeah. like also empires too empires tend to bring religion like that's how you get a lot of islamic countries and a, a lot of christian uh you know influences from the roman empire the, the so what did the english people believe that that before christianity came i assume the they had their own pagan shit yeah. they did they the anglos uh so the anglos would have had um probably uh a religion that's like resembled like druidic celtic type religions probably some germanic pagan is like like kind of general germanic pagan influences as well um prior to christianity arriving most likely um it's kind of hard to nail down what like those early religions looked like because a lot of it wasn't written down a lot of it was just traditional oral stuff kind of passed down yeah, it says uh, again. This is Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt. But it it basically yeah. echoes what Cole said: is that like most historians believe it was a Celtic polytheism, like that's what yeah. they believed. Interesting. And then yeah. the Romans, so the Romans who believed in their gods, like yeah. killed killed the son of God, and they're like, oh shit, we need to believe this guy now. Well, there's well, a whole it, it, there's a whole it's thing. A, yeah, three hundred years. Yeah, of uh, until Constantine. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt, do you, you want something interesting? Um, the uh, there is this guy. What were the named, Persians before the Persians before they became Muslim? What were they? Were they polytheists? Uh, Zoroastrian. Zoroastrianism okay. was a religion uh, predated oldest, Christianity. The that oldest, was like an extant, early, the old, the oldest extant religion. Yeah, it's a very early monotheistic religion as well, I believe. Um, that's why it's taught. Anyway. How crazy is it that fucking okay? Here's here's the how crazy is it? How crazy <laughs> is it that like Christianity and shit like endured all these years, but like no polytheistic like religion. So of, like, so again, my layman answer to that, from what I've understood, is that like there's a clear like you know how there's common themes in religion across like cultures, really mm -hmm. that kind of like transcends it's just humanity like we all have these stories and a lot of times religions almost always start off polytheistic hardly ever start off monotheistic and that like it's yeah. a progression of the evolution of human religion is that it almost always like i can't think of an example off the top of my head where it would be the opposite but it goes many gods like you're worshiping maybe uh things that are important to you like the egyptians like different celestial entities or especially like, like the nature Romans. like nature a lot of yeah. it was was conce conceiving natural forces through um these religious figures so you would think of like the sun the moon these things that you can't really explain like 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 without like, science at the time yeah i would tell my students i'd be like how does the sun come up yeah what's <laughs> what's know? about that what's about that you know that's crazy that, right? right that's crazy and so <laughs> For the for the Egyptians, it's well the sun is Ra, and Ra is like an eagle that flies. You know what I'm saying? And that makes sense to you if you can't explain it. If you're not a fucking Poindexter, right? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, Matt, put yourself in, like, the shoes. You're just some random person in a tribe. Like, you're wandering around. You're, you haven't even started, like, um, settling yet. You're still a hunter-gatherer. And you're telling a lot of stories. Like, that's just what you do. You tell stories. And so it's natural that you're going to tell stories about your own existence. Like, why the fuck do we get, like, water? Like, why is it here? Why is there lightning? lightning? Like, Like, are the gods mad at us? And so you would create these stories and eventually you get your own mythos. And it becomes, like, religion at the end of the day, what it boils down to is just these organized stories that a bunch of people believe in. And like, that's the, it's the, the end result of thousands, if not tens of thousands of years of us telling stories about and, our existence. And you know, what's kind of funny though. Um, I was like, like reading Norse mythology, like Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. It's interesting that like talking about religion and stuff that um, like the Vikings, like all father, like the main God was Odin mm-hmm. and he was like the wisest of the gods. But like yes. Thor, so like for Vikings, it's just kind of funny, like because Vikings were like, oh, we need to fight and raid and die. And then we'll go to Valhalla if we like live a glorious life and, and die. And then we'll get to fight with the gods. Like that was their whole like existence. <laughs> yeah. And then Thor, Thor was the guy, was the strongest of the gods, like even stronger than Odin. Like Thor was stronger than Odin. He had a belt that could double strength. He had a magic hammer. That was one of the greatest weapons that they had in Mjolnir, right? And then um, it's just so funny that like Odin's the main guy and he's like the wisest, but like they're like he literally. That's not what their society like admired. Yeah, Yeah, it's so weird. It's like their society admired like dying a valiant death or whatever. And then Odin would take you to his hall and like you would feast and like you would fight alongside the gods and stuff. I think like it's just so funny that like Odin was the, the wisest. I think when looking when you're that you bring up a good point, Matt, because I think that a lot of times like our can especially cultures where we don't have a lot of written material necessarily, um, we kind of have to make conjectures and especially uh, uh, like society like the Vikings have been so um, like we put them in the media, we make video games about them, like we talk about them so much. But maybe we don't have like a clear understanding of what their society actually looked like and what their actual values were. Oh well, yeah, what are your thoughts to... on that, Cole? Oh, oh what's the what's the question again about the Vikings? About their like culture? Oh, um, Matt was just saying like why why is Odin like the master god, like the head? Well, god? I know that Odin's the master. No, god. yeah, I mean, he's, but he's the all father. He's the he's the no, one that but like life. in yeah. in a society where violence and like war and being strong was seems to be so valuable. Well, I would say, I would say, so thinking of the Vikings and their role in sort of, um, so I wouldn't say like society, like Scandinavian society or culture was any more violent than like your particular European cultures. Um, the Vikings, like it, they're kind of used as like a, like described or referred to like the Vikings are a specific group of people from those countries. So yeah. Um, thinking of them as like a the class of like, of like, yeah, of like, like not every guy fighting under the banner of like a Norwegian or, uh, or Danish King is a Viking. Right. Vikings were specific They're berserkers um, and Vikings and well, 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 like not even like like I'm like their function, right? Their function was 
um, you know, they might act under the state or they might act for their own interests. A lot of times they're just, you know, they're, they're younger guys who um, may not necessarily have prospects at home or they're ambitious or within, yes, within sort of Nordic religion, a way of worship of making offerings is through sort of combat, right? Is through sacrifice and bloodshed and the like. So you could have guys who uh, want prestige or most of the time just want money uh, because it was very, uh, you could make a lot of money going and raiding and then coming back home and then you'd settle down. Um, so a lot of those guys, you know, being a Viking was a way to just have a normal life uh, when they got back. You know, very few of them actually made it like their entire career, right? Because being a Viking uh, is not particularly like fun most of the time, like being in a boat with a bunch of like sweaty, smelly guys risking your life day to day. Like you kind of most of them are just like, well, I just, like I'll get my money, right? Might pillage and rape and loot and all that stuff. But I come back home after all. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I was looking this up the other day, like again, watching Vikings it just prompted all these questions. But like it's interesting because it's like we don't know if shield maidens were real or not. Uh, they like, were. Look, they weren't. No, not in like not in oh, actual capacity. Are you there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are you, are you better than Wikipedia? <laughs> OK, because <laughs> Wikipedia no, they were like, don't know uh, if they're real or not. Uh, they they were most likely like like uh like legendary type things. I imagine some like as far as them being used as like in combat or whatever. I imagine that didn't happen. Um, but I, I don't know. I probably have to like read on it. But also but, the bloody goal too. Like I didn't like that's that's probably false. Like yeah, almost yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's crazy, right? The, yeah, that's one of those things where like they're just like somewhat, you know what we're just gonna make it up. <laughs> Well, no, what, what probably happened is like someone somewhere said, "Ooh, the Vikings came in. You know, let me tell you what they did to like Frank over there. Right. Yeah. And they're like, what did they do? And he was like, Frank, oh, they, the pulled his asshole through, <laughs> they pulled his asshole through his mouth. Right? And they're like, oh, my God. And it just became like they just built on it. Right. And they, they like ripped his lungs through his back and all that shit. Right. When that they probably just like cut his head off. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah because uh, it's badass that, man. that's why it's badass yeah yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> i think your original the conceit of this was like talking about like viking contact with muslims right yeah um, crazy dude also i think viking contact area, with everybody dude the area they probably ended up in i want to say is probably turkey because that would make Boo. sense that would be yeah um because the Byzantines uh, were, or the Eastern Romans were around then, and they uh, spoke Greek mostly. Um, yeah, imagine being like, imagine um, being like this, like a, a like having their your culture like known as like a Viking culture, right? Or like Iceland or fucking Norway or whatever the fuck, you know, those types of countries, and then just like being like, I don't know, fucking Hadron Collider you know science nerds now <laughs> like yeah imagine like yeah. imagine like having your country being like oh yeah these were like ruthless warrior people or whatever and they're just like oh hanker tinker turker we have right yeah it's like care it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> a bit of an unfair deal given to them 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to say. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like every single like someone was um someone was talking about like America, right? Like the American Empire, like crumbling or whatever, and and it's like kind of talking like doom and gloom. And they're like, was America like destined to like fall apart? And I'm just like, dude, like every fucking civilization falls apart eventually. Like the fucking Greeks, you know, ruled the world, and then they fell apart, and then the British, and, you know, like, it's just, like, Romans and British and Egyptians, and, like, everywhere has fucking ruled the world at one point in time, and they've been, like, the pinnacle of civilization. Like, I was telling you the other day, how the fuck did the Chinese lose to anybody when they invented (laughs) gunpowder? Like, that's ridiculous. Why would you, you know, it's like, oh, well, we, you know, America created, like, all these weapons and we have like all this money and stuff. It's like, of course our civilization is going to eventually fall. When is that? Who the fuck knows? But our civilization, like the thing that is known as America is going to fall, obviously. Yeah. That, that is a good point on as far as like the, everyone having their turn kind of. Yeah. Um, I I would be remiss though, Matt, if I didn't send you away with a recommendation. So if you want to understand kind of, or want to have an idea of like Muslim Viking interaction, um, there was this guy named Ibn Fadlan, or that was his like surname or whatever. Uh, and he, in the, I think around 900, was sent uh, by the uh, Abbasid Caliphate, so like the big Islamic Caliphate, uh, to um, uh, the what's what, what was the uh, Kievan Rus? So this was uh, the Viking people are people from Scandinavia who settled in Russia. What's now the U what's yeah. What's now the Ukraine. Oh, okay. Um, more the, so more the Russia up to where they, Oh, uh, we could, we could talk about that later. We could. That's a whole but, but there's, there's a book, right. That kind of compiles because uh, Fadlon wrote all like all about what he saw. And he was sent on in this embassy to meet with uh, the like King of, they were the Volga uh, Bulgars or the Vol. Olga Vikings, right? So people from Scandinavia who had settled in that area, and uh, he was there to explain basically Islam to them What's because some called? of their uh, it's called um, what's uh, Ibn Fad Ibn Ibn Fadlan in the land of darkness, Arab travelers in the far north. So you have um, it? I, I don't have it. It's um, can you get it from the library? It. Probably. Uh, I got I read it in undergrad, so that's where I know it nice. from. Um, I'll post it in the Discord. Yes. Tell me if that's the correct one, Cole. Or it says Land Darkness Travelers, but it's the same author. Uh, yes, that's the one. That's the one I got in uh, undergrad. I remember. Noise. Oh, uh, dude, the penguin! Hell yeah. Yeah, he that's describes cool. like like meeting with these people. He describes some. Uh, uh, I think one thing was uh, a ship burial where like they like, which is like a, a Viking or a Scandinavian or like or, origins there of like where you like basically bury a ship with like a like a dead guy or a couple dead guys or whatever. Right. And that's it's like a big sort of funeral occasion for those people. So he described that in his writings and, and it survived uh, up to this point because the fucking Arabs were so good at yeah, God bless like the Arabs, so, honestly. No, for real. If you like Plato and Aristotle, you think the uh, uh, Muslims because they kept it around. They did so yeah. much shit to advance society, and like nowadays we just now, don't even yeah, credit them at all. Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
now they're just a bunch of you know (laughs) yeah like to matt's point the whole how did how did the chinese invent gunpowder and all this shit it's like and you know all these people like these civilizations were highly sophisticated but for some reason because of like our viewpoint today we just think oh savage brown people (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah all right well (laughs) uh, yeah all right guys